Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply DJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you are well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I'm your host, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. The purpose of The Lifeline is to speak life and to add value to your day. Additionally, one of the goals of this podcast is to tackle real-life issues with a practical approach while also discussing spiritual implications. So let's talk. Last week, I watched a Black History special that featured the story of President Barack Obama. The documentary covered subject matters such as the absence of his father, the untimely death of his mother due to ovarian cancer at the age of 53, his academic success, his law degree, and his interest in public service as well as public safety. During the documentary, there was some footage of the former president discussing the challenges of finding a job wherein he could make a difference after earning his law degree. And he said something during that portion that really grabbed my attention. He said, you would think that it would be easy finding a job doing good, but it wasn't. In that instance, two things occurred to me after I heard that. The first thing that occurred to me was that oftentimes one of the oxymorons of our culture is that society makes it difficult to do the right thing. We're often told to go to college, get a job, but then we spend the years after college using our hard-earned income to pay for the education that was supposed to enhance our life. Then in another instance, we're told to maintain good credit or clean up your credit so that you can buy a house. But it has been documented by the New York Post, 60 Minutes, and several other reputable media sources that African Americans with stellar credit are more likely to be denied a mortgage and are often forced to pay a higher rate than a Caucasian counterpart with good credit or less than average credit. Am I suggesting that this is an excuse to stop pursuing good? Absolutely not. Am I suggesting that this is an excuse to be mediocre? No. My point is that sometimes, or many times, if not all the time, doing the right thing is not always the easiest thing. The second thing that I thought about was that it often seems that the good guys finish last, and it seems that those who are willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top, even at the expense of compromising their values and at the expense of other people, seem to excel. And in thinking about this, it's important that as we pursue success or pursue the American dream, as it were, that we ask ourselves how far we're willing to go and what we're willing to do in order to get what we want. And so the question of the day is, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? As we climb the corporate ladder, if that's your thing, as you pursue your goals or as you chase the American dream, that is the question that we must consider. Do you want it bad enough to work hard for it? Do you want it bad enough to make personal sacrifices like self-discipline or self-improvement? Now, self-improvement can be something as minimal as taking a class to get a certification, or it can be something as extravagant as getting a college degree or going to therapy so that you have the emotional bandwidth to manage the success that you want. Or do you want it so bad that you will do whatever it takes and you don't care how many people you hurt or what you have to do, or who you have to step on to get what you want? Or do you want it so bad that you're willing to brown nose or even prostitute or sex your way to the top? Or do you want it so bad that you're willing to compromise your integrity to get where you want to go? 
Asking such questions are necessary because they force us to take inventory of ourselves, our character, as well as our priorities. For the last several weeks, we have been discussing the narrative of Joseph, and these are the kinds of things he had to consider. He had to decide what kind of man he was going to be, what kind of character he wanted to have, and what were his priorities. Like many of us, Joseph had big dreams, literally. He had dreams that he would be so powerful and so influential that one day his entire family would have to bow to him. Unfortunately, though, he faced a great number of ups and downs on his way to his dream. It reminds me of an image that I saw on social media one time, and it talks about the difference between what real success looks like and how we perceive success to be. And it showed an image of a straight line, which represents how people perceive success to be. But then there was an image of a bunch of zigzags and scribble marks and all of these ups and downs. And that's really what success looks like. The journey of success is unpredictable. And that was the life of Joseph. One of Joseph's biggest setbacks was he was thrown in prison because he refused to have sex with his boss's wife. Refusing to compromise his ethics cost him. He lost his job and he lost his newfound home. Now, Joseph could have used that situation to his advantage and sexed his way all the way to the top. But Joseph did not want success at the expense of his integrity. And though it was a material loss, it was a moral win because he did not compromise his integrity or his commitment to God. And although Joseph may not have seen it immediately, it was a win in the end. And I would suggest to all of us that sometimes as we're going through the journey of success, it seems like we're losing. But I want you to change your perspective and think of your losses as lessons. And all the time Joseph was going through these situations, he was learning. And the same is for us when we're going through challenging times, when we're going through tumultuous situations as we're going through the ups and downs and the unpredictable journey of success. If we do it the right way, they are lessons and not losses. And so when Joseph had the opportunity to get promoted after all of these situations, he could enjoy his success because Potiphar's wife had nothing to throw in his face. Joseph had done what was right, even though she had wronged him. He could enjoy his success because he got it the right way. The funny thing about compromise is that if you compromise to get to the top, it's highly probable that you will have to play the game of compromise to stay at the top. Those who compromise often live lives of paranoia, looking over their shoulder, thinking that someone is always out to get them. And when you live like that, it's difficult to enjoy your success. But when you live a life of integrity, you can enjoy your success without the constant state of fear or paranoia. Doing the right thing may not always be convenient. Doing the right thing may not always be comfortable. But living a life of integrity is always right. And doing right will always pay off in the end. And let me make that clear. Doing right may not always have an immediate payoff, but it always pays off in the end. Integrity may not guarantee popularity, but it will guarantee longevity because in the end, God, individuals, and organizations want people that they can trust. I was thinking of a story that a CEO that I know shared with me some days or some time ago when he was working for a company in D.C., now, for the sake of anonymity, we'll call him Will. Will worked as a manager for a company that expected him to pad their profit margins so that on paper it looked like the company was more profitable than it actually was so they could be awarded a particular grant. But Will refused and he would not sign any documents or any income statements because he did not want to be associated with that dishonesty. 
After some time, Will had to take medical leave for surgery. While he was out, upper management found a way to terminate him. Several months later, Will saw one of the executives that fired him, and the executive told him that the company that had fired him ended up losing funding because of unethical practices, and as a result, it had to close. And the company ended up on the local news. Will may have lost his job, but he maintained his integrity. His reputation was not tarnished, and he had no problem finding gainful employment. The loss was really a win for him. My friends, because we are resilient, we can recover from a lot of difficult situations. Unemployment, bankruptcy, sickness, divorce, and so many other things. But one of the most difficult things to recover from is a tarnished reputation. Proverbs 2.21 says this, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. There is no dollar amount, there is no dirty deal, or any ethically compromising situation that's worth your integrity. Protect your integrity at all costs. Protect your name at all costs. Protect your reputation at all costs. Once people lose trust, it's hard to regain it back. And so as we consider this issue of integrity, I thought about several things. I just want to share these few thoughts with you, and then we're out for the day. The first thought I want to leave with you is lead a life of integrity even when no one is looking. Lead a life of integrity even when no one is looking. People who live with integrity do not do so for the approval of others or for the accolade of others. It's their way of life and their code of ethics, and it's the way they govern themselves publicly and privately. It's not for show. It's not for notoriety. It's who they are. And so lead a life of integrity even when no one is looking. Secondly, lead a life of integrity when it's inconvenient. Lead a life of integrity even when it's inconvenient. Living a life of integrity may cause you to stick out like a sore thumb, even like it did for Will. Living a life of integrity may cause conflict, but do not choose convenience over your convictions. Your integrity and your reputation means more than temporary satisfaction or temporary gratification. Thirdly, lead a life of integrity because it pleases God. Lead a life of integrity because it pleases God. Living a life of integrity is not about proving how good you are. It's about living for an audience of one, and that audience of one is God Almighty. God honors those who live honorably. God honors those who live honorably. The reason why Joseph excelled, the Bible says several times that the Lord was with Joseph. And the reason why he excelled was that he chose to live honorably even when he was dishonored. So live a life of integrity or lead a life of integrity because it pleases God. Lastly, lead a life of integrity because God has the final say. Lead a life of integrity because God has the final say. People may blacklist you for not compromising. Popularity may not be your plight, but God blesses those who live life with integrity. Joseph was set up, blacklisted, and put in prison for living a life of integrity. But in the end, God blessed Joseph because he was a man that could be trusted. Your goals, my friend, are worth pursuing and your dreams are worth being made a reality. But these should never be at the expense of of compromising your values, your name, or your integrity. If you want it bad enough to hone your craft and improve your skill set, my friend, that's honorable. 
If you want it bad enough to work your way up the corporate ladder by working hard, that's respectable. But on the other hand, if you're willing to do anything, regardless of how others are impacted by what you do, your pursuit is dishonorable and downright damnable. So make a decision to be a man or woman of integrity, no matter what. I leave you with the words of Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Do not get tired of doing what is right. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing. My friend, if you want it bad enough, then it's worth waiting for and working for it the right way and pursuing it the right way rather than brown nosing, sexing your way and prostituting your way to the top because all of those ways ends in failure. But if you do it the right way and you do it by way of integrity, it will be lasting and it will have a lasting impact. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to pray with my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of health. Thank you for the gift of strength. Thank you for the gift of sanity. Thank you for the gift of dreams. You have made us dreams. The Bible says that you placed eternity in our hearts, so our dreams are expansive. You've given us the gift of imagination. And Father, not only have you given us the gift of imagination, but you've given us the gift of passion. And so, Father, I pray for those that are listening in this moment that you would purify their passions in that that they would pursue their goals in a way that is integral in a way that is honorable so that it will not dishonor you and so that it will not tarnish their reputation or their name and even as they climb the corporate ladder as they pursue the american dream i pray that you would give them the fortitude to resist the temptation to do anything that is unethical to do anything that is outside the realm of their core values but i pray father that you would encourage their heart to keep doing that which is right, that which is honorable, and that which is prudent, so that they will experience what Galatians 6 and 9 says, that they would experience a harvest of blessing because they did it the right way. And Father, I pray that their hearts would not be discouraged as they see others going about it the wrong way, as they see people climbing the corporate ladder and pursuing the American dream in ways that are unethical and hurtful to others. I pray that they would be steadfast and unmovable and committed to doing that which is right. I glorify you, I honor you, and I bless you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. My friend, thank you again for tuning into the Lifeline. I pray that we have added life and value to your day. And I encourage you, I admonish you, and I beg you to protect your name, protect your integrity, and protect your reputation. I don't care how bad you want it. It's not worth ruining any of those things. God bless you and have an incredible day on purpose. Thank you for tuning into the Lifeline podcast, and it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless.